Kyle Ellis has been going off, and J.J. Trainer is currently the second-best player on the Louisville Cardinals men's basketball team. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of the show. So with that being said, let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Uh, for those who don't know who I am, I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. All right, a lot of men's basketball talk on today's episode of the show. We'll talk about L. Ellis being named the co-ACC player of the week. We'll talk about how he has been absolutely balling out. And then we'll explain why J.J. Trainer has been the second best player on the Cardinals as of late. And then we'll talk about some of that improvement that we've seen over the past couple games. Obviously, the Virginia game, the win over Clemson, and then obviously the loss against Duke on Monday evening. But we'll start out um, talking about L. Ellis. On Monday um, afternoon, was named ACC Co-Player of the Week after averaging 27.5 points per game over the past three contests. Um, And then in the matchup against Duke, L. Ellis um, goes home, so to speak, considering that he's uh, from around the Durham area wasn't recruited by Duke or North Carolina coming out of high school, obviously going the JUCO route down to Tallahassee before ending up in Louisville. But um, still had a pretty solid game. He started out on fire, had 11 of the Cardinals' first 13 points, um, three of three from behind the arc. And these were probably four shots early on that were extremely, extremely tough shots, right? So it was awesome to see him see some shots begin to fall, but um, kind of got to a point to where mellowed out in the scoring. He was still 8 of 16 from the field, 3 of 5 from behind the arc, 21 points to go along with 7 assists. Uh, He led all scorers. Um, in the contest with 21 points, which uh, looking back on his game logs is his, let's see, fifth 20-point game in the past six contests. So, um, I mean, you look at what L. Ellis has done. You know, he right now coming into this game, you know, he was 18 points per game, which is, you know, top 70. Uh, averaging just under five assists, shooting 42% from the field, which isn't necessarily the greatest for a guard. Um, but still, you know, with the high usage and everything like that, it's understandable. Averaging just around three rebounds per contest as well. Um, needless to say, L. Ellis has been absolutely balling out. And one thing that I will caution the Louisville fans to um, not do, I should say, is undermine what L. Ellis is doing because of the lack of success that the team has going for them right now. In other words, do not let the notion that the Cardinals only have four wins deter how excellent L. Ellis has been this season. Some people will say, well, Dalton, he has to score a lot of points. He has to shoot a lot of shots. So he's going to get a lot of points because he's shooting a lot. I get it. 
I get it. You know, his usage is high. You can make the case that, oh, if other players across the country had, you know, usages as high as L. Ellis as well, you know, maybe they would, you know, be doing what he's doing this season. And that might be true, but I don't look at it that way. Here's how I look at it. I look at L. Ellis as really the only true consistent scoring, um, you know, option that Louisville has had from start to finish, uh, beginning to where we are currently now in season. That, that's where we're at. We're at a point to where L. Ellis, you know, there's been players here and there that have stepped up. You're talking about Mike James. Um, Jalen Withers has been uh, stepping up over the past month or so. You have J.J. Trainer, who we'll talk about in the next segment. Uh, Kamari Lance has had some big-time efforts as well. But from a consistency standpoint, from the beginning of the season back in November to now, L. Ellis has been the one guy on the court that you can look at when you watch Louisville and say, he's going to score the basketball you know, he's probably going to score double figures this game. You can't really say that for the rest of the players. Uh, no disrespect to them, but I think that, you know, L. Ellis is the true scoring option, um, which I think works at a disadvantage to him. People will say, oh, well, the usage has to be there. Sure, the usage is there, but you are underselling, you know, college scouting, the scouting report, team defenses against L. Ellis. You have to know if you're going up against the Louisville, that L. Ellis is the guy you have to stop because when the Cardinals are in big games, it's usually when Ellis is having big time performances. I mean, you, you look at what he did against Miami when, when the Cards lost by eight. He had 33 points. Virginia, when the Cards lost by three, he had 21 points. When they beat Clemson, he had 28 points. Uh, so on and so forth. Um, now, granted, when they beat Georgia Tech, he only had 11. Uh, but when they lost to Florida State earlier this month, he had 22 points. So I think that you really go out and you talk about, um, well, the usage is high, yada, yada, yada. I get that. But I also say, well, I think that that's probably something that makes what he's doing that much more impressive. Because if you're an opposing coach going up against Louisville, scouting Louisville, you know who the basketball or whose hand the basketball is going to be in the majority of the time. And whether or not you believe L. Ellis is a true point guard or not, you know, whether or not you believe that you know, he should be playing more off ball or he should be a ball dominant guard, regardless, he has to play that role for Louisville. And he has to do a little bit more. Not only does he have to handle the ball and facilitate for his teammates, but he also has to burden a lot of the scoring responsibilities. So this late in the season, you're going up against some pretty solid defenses. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Clemson's been pretty solid, um, you know, Virginia, Miami. Two very, very good teams, perhaps two of the best teams in the conference. You look at what, you know, Clemson, Virginia, Miami, even Duke now, because playing at Duke is tough, but I think that he played very, very well there. I think that you have to understand that um, him doing it now, as opposed to really him doing it at the beginning of the season, I think it's more impressive when you look at the opponents that he's doing it against, when you look at, you know, more film, more understanding of, you know, Louisville's style of play when it comes to scouting against them, you maybe not necessarily earlier in the year realize that L. Ellis was the only guy, but now you you kind of know that he's been the only scoring option, consistently speaking. Am I ready to say that he's a first-team All-ACC selection? <laughs> look, only a handful of players make that list. And there are some very, very good players across the ACC. I mean, you're talking about Isaiah Wong. 
um, you know, some other guys across, across conference play that have been very, very good. Is he a first team player? I, I think maybe you can make the case for him. Uh, what he's doing is extremely impressive. I wouldn't necessarily let Louisville's lack of team success truly, um, you know, take away the importance of what he's been doing individually because I think it's impressive that he's been able to continue to do what he's doing even when opposing coaches and opposing teams you know primarily game plan for him but I definitely think he may he should make one of the all ACC teams and I don't think it's really going to be close I need to look that up um, ACC scoring leaders because I'm not necessarily sure if we're being completely honest um Oh, you look at this, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, look, L. Ellis is third in the conference in scoring behind Tyree Appleby and Tarquavian Smith. Um, of course, you have Caleb Love. You have Armando Baycott. That's what I'm talking about. It's hard to make all ACC first team because, you know, there's only so many guards that are going to, you know, be in the mix. Uh, Tyree Appleby from Wake Forest is leading the conference in scoring. You have Tarquavian Smith. Um, you know, you also have Isaiah Wong. You have a, a lot of other players. Uh, I think Appleby's going to be first team all select all ACC selection because he's leading the conference in both points and assists. Um, but you, you just never know. I, I think you know his name will be in the discussion, but whether or not it will be decided upon or not, will it, it will be to be seen. But ultimately, I will say this: this is a very very impressive season that we're seeing so far from L. Ellis. I don't want that to get lost in the mix. And I'm not saying that everybody's overlooking it, but I want to just continue to hammer home the idea that this is such an impressive season, regardless of the team level of success. So I want to kind of shift gears now, talk a little bit about another player that has been playing extremely well as of late, that is J.J. Trainer. Trainer is the second best player on this Louisville team right now. We're going to tell you why here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. My goal has kind of been to eat a little healthier this year. But if you're like me, you don't want to compromise taste over you know healthy benefits. Uh, but Built puts them both puts both world or puts the best into both worlds. Um, it has all of the healthy components of a protein bar and tastes as good as a candy bar with the 100% um, real chocolate that covers all of the products, all of the wide varieties and flavors from churro to peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, so on and so forth. If you know, maybe you have used built in the past, you've gotten some bars at built.com, but now is the time to, Go to your local convenience stores, your local supermarkets. You can go to Walmart, check out the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. If you go to a Sam's Club, well, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Get those at Walmart or Sam's Club, or you can get them traditionally at Built.com. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, heading into the second segment of the show, we're talking about why J.J. Trainer, in my opinion, is the second best player on this Louisville men's basketball team right now. Before we do that, I, I want to talk about a couple things. Number one, 
Got to give a shout out to my man Kevin L1C for the arts for the fantastic Louisville Love hoodie. I've given him a shout out a couple times. Uh, be sure to check that uh, you know website out. His Twitter is great. All that good stuff um, makes incredible merch. Secondly, want to apologize again for the lack of consistency when it comes to programming and scheduling. I know I've been pretty inconsistent when it comes to um, you know releasing episodes, but we are going to have a very very busy end of the month uh, with episodes. Um, you know, so be sure to stay. Um, you know, up to date with all of your episodes on YouTube or whatever you know streaming service you use. But nonetheless, I won't take any more time away from JJ Trainer, who, in my opinion, is the second best player on this Louisville men's basketball team right now. You look at what he's done in the past couple of games. Um, for starters, um, had nine points against Virginia, nine points, nine rebounds. Um, followed it up with. Possibly the best performance of his career to date in the win against Clemson. He was 5 of 9 from the field, 16 points, which is a career high. Tied his career high in rebounds, which was 9. Had 4 blocks and went 4 of 4 from the free throw line overall, shooting 56% from the from the field overall. I think, in my opinion, it is probably... His best performance. I don't think you're going to see a lot of people probably argue that, right? I mean, it's probably a given. You know, J.J. Trainer has been a guy that has played sparingly uh, through his time here at Louisville. But um, no doubt that he had his best performance as a Cardinal. And then he answered that with a 16-point performance against the Duke Blue Devils on Monday evening at Cameron Indoor. He only had three rebounds and one steal, didn't have a block. Um, two turnovers to one personal foul in 27 minutes of play. He was 5 of 10 from the field. I'm sorry, 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 5 from the three-point line um, to match his career high that he just set on Saturday against the Clemson Tigers in a win at the KFC Yum Center. Um, so I think it's obvious right now, J.J. Trainer has been the second-best player on the team. Why has that been? Well, I think for starters, it's pretty evident that, you know, he's kind of carried some of the scoring responsibilities over the past three games. Now, granted, I will say this, it's only three games. So, um, you know, the sample size might be small, but it's not just scoring. It's sometimes it's how he's scoring how he's getting his points, but not only scoring. We'll talk about that here in a second. Push that off to the side for a moment. We'll continue to talk about scoring the basketball. Two things have um, you know, been pointed out to me by watching Louisville over these past couple games. Number one, his perimeter shooting has been a lot better. He was four of five from behind the arc uh, against Duke. Um, you look at what he did against Clemson, he was 2 of 4 from behind the arc. He was 1 of 1 against Virginia. Um, this is coming off of the past however many games. You look back to um, since December 17th when they played Florida A&M. J.J. Trainer has not made over one three-pointer in a game until Clemson this past weekend. And then, he, and then he went four or five against Duke. Well, some people may say, well, Dalton, I mean, it's just a couple of games. I mean, can't, you know, the second best player on the team, can't that alternate between, you know, Jalen Withers who had double-doubles here and there and he's been playing really, really well. Um, you know, can't that alternate between, 
um, you know, Mike James, who's been playing well here and there, uh, so on and so forth. Sure. I mean, I, I definitely think that you can make that uh, that case. But what I also will tell you is that I think that, um, you know, JJ's confidence levels have been extremely high over the past couple of games, and it's showing. One thing I think we all wanted to see with JJ is we all saw the potential his freshman year. Going into year three, the hope was that we got a more of a grasp of what is his offensive identity when it comes to scoring the basketball. Is he going to be sort of a stretch four that utilizes the perimeter shot more? Is he going to be a guy that utilizes mismatches with his, you know, six foot eight, six foot nine frame? Is he going to be a guy that, um, you know, is more of an off ball slasher type scorer that you know gets most of his points cutting to the basket? We didn't know, and we still really don't know. But the past couple games reminds me that there is a ton of talent that you know Kenny Payne and company can work with here not only on with trainer but for the team in general but for trainer specifically we see that three-point confidence we would like to see him build upon that but also that aggressiveness taking it to the rim I mean you're talking about the past two games to where he's matched his career high in rebounds he's been aggressive on the glass he's been aggressive driving to the basket and finishing strong you saw the donkey head over two Clemson guys um, and then he's been letting it fly from behind the arc. He's been confident with his shooting. And I think that this is what you're looking to see if you're Wolver. Now, granted, he had a little bit of a scary ankle turn. Thankfully, he was able to check back into the game. Uh, defensively, I think that the team needs to get better defensively as a whole. But I like his tenacity crashing the glass on both ends of the court. I think that... One thing to look forward to, and we'll have a uh, an episode or a segment at least about this, is what we want to see from Louisville in the next couple games to finish the season. Because obviously the record's kind of out the window at this point, right? What do we want to see from Louisville? I think one thing for me is I want to see a, a guy that consistently steps up alongside of L. Ellis. We see Jalen Withers do that here and there. We see Mike James do that here and there. Um, we got shades of seeing that uh, throughout the season from a handful of different players. But I think that, you know, JJ's emergence just kind of reiterates that there is talent all over this team. And that's kind of what makes things questionable when it comes to X's and O's in terms of coaching, in terms of play on the floor, in terms of the hustle, the effort, so on and so forth. So I, I want to you know use this now to kind of um, – you know, transition into the team as a whole. I think it's evident that this team has gotten better. But how have they gotten better? How have the scores gotten closer? And does it really matter all that much, considering that they're still not winning a lot? We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Um, we'll do that after we talk about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Let me pull it up. There we go. Um, obviously LinkedIn jobs has been a huge, um, you know, component to getting your, um, you know, job posts out in front of, um, the workforce with their 875 million member profiles to, to, uh, target 
there are a lot of people that it can reach. Um, with LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more officially by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goal. Like I mentioned, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Once again, linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Hey, Cardinal fans, once again, thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast, free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Heading into the final segment of the show, discussing the team's improvement as a whole. What has Louisville done in the past couple of weeks? Well, they played teams pretty closely. They've won at Georgia Tech, uh, lost by three at Florida State. They got blown out to Pittsburgh. Let's talk about that. Um, but the next three games, three losses out of their four, but uh, Miami was close. It was an eight-point loss, three-point loss to Virginia, 10-point win over Clemson, and then lost by 17 to Duke. Um, that Duke game, um, you know, leading 18-9, to nine, then Duke went on a big-time run. Um, Clemson, offensively, the team looked a lot better. You had L. Ellis that had 28 points. Um, overall card shot 50% from the field, um, so on and so forth. Virginia was a game that I thought was going to be a little bit more lopsided because of how the Cavaliers' defense is, but still the team did what they needed to do to try to get back in the mix. Um, Some tough late-game situational plays hurt the cards, but even so, pretty decent performance there. And then, obviously, uh, that game against Miami that we talked about where the Cardinals lost by eight. Great offensive performance. Just got overshadowed by a very, very poor defensive performance. So what has been the reason or the reasons behind the improvement? And do they matter? Well, let me let me go ahead and get this out of the way. In the grand scheme of things, the Cardinals still only have four wins on the season. I'm not overlooking that. I'm not claiming a lot of moral victories because at the end of the day, it's all about wins and losses. But right now, record's kind of out of the picture at the moment. Um, We're in a situation where really the only thing you're hoping to see is some improvement heading into year two because I truly think that Kenny Payne's going to get a second year. Whether or not people want to hear that or not, whether people agree with me or not, or whether people um, you know think he deserves one or not, I think he's going to get a second season a uh, full offseason with no NCAA cloud over his head, a second season to see what he can do with his guys on this team. I think the main thing people want to see now is some improvement to conclude the year. And we've seen that. Does it take away the notion that there still haven't been a lot of wins that result from it? No, because at the end of the day, it's all about wins, and I'm not going to lower the expectations of Louisville basketball because of the uh, lack of success. We talked about that, and we'll continue to talk about that. But I think that, you know, as much as you can acknowledge that it still is not good enough, you can also acknowledge that there is very clearly improvement being made from right now than how things were in early January when conference play rolled around, you know, late December, so on and so forth, right? Where has that improvement come from? Well, I think offensively you're seeing – guys step up a little bit more than they did. I think L. Ellis is still playing extremely well, but you've seen guys like Kamari Lance, you know, come around in the back half of ACC playing look 
pretty solid. Mike James, outside of the Duke game, has been pretty solid. Jalen Withers has been playing good here and there. Um, I think that um, J.J. Trainer obviously rising to the occasion, so on and so forth. Emmanuel Okorafor has put in some good minutes as well. Um, you can go down the line and talk about players that have made solid impacts um, here and there. I think that that's the main thing is you're starting to see some scoring uh, responsibilities here. I think the effort's been a little bit better. I still think that that's kind of hindering Louisville in games. I think that's why they're not winning a lot of these close games because they're not doing the little things well. I think that they're not hustling 100% of the time. I think that the effort is still a problem. I still think that this is a team that you watch them and you wonder what is the identity of this team on offense. Um, you know, you wonder what the scheme is being, you know, ran offensively because I still kind of don't know. Um, is this a team that's trying to, um, you know, be slashing and utilize the pick and roll offense? Um, it, it just doesn't seem like this team has a cohesive identity. Defensively, still struggling, struggling to uh, cover the motion in the half court, uh, whether it's uh, guarding, you know, pick and rolls, um, you know, secondary ball handlers, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Backdoor cuts, backdoor screens that um, allow teams to uh, get open layups. It's almost like the controller dies in NBA 2K here and there when when you watch uh, teams execute backdoor cuts against Louisville here and there. So I think that um, some of the same issues are still issues. I think that there's still some issues over, you know, what are the X's and O's that are being ran? I think that, you know, defense has still not been all that great. I mean, I think that at times they look better in terms of rebounding, and then they also show in the same game, you know, struggles boxing out, struggles, um, you know, defensive rebounding as well. Um, And then, you know, overall just the cohesiveness um, you know, I, I think that Louisville, outside of maybe the Clemson game, hasn't really um, done much in terms of having a consistent game from start to finish, a very, very solid performance. So I think that mainly right now you're looking at a team that um, is still trying to figure itself out. And honestly, it's kind of been two years since we've known the identity of a Louisville team. And the last time we knew that was David Johnson and Carly Jones. Uh, But at this point in time, I think that that's uh, kind of the frustrations that are still arising from the fan base is that we are so many games into the season and sure this team is improving and you can acknowledge that, but you're still seeing some of those issues. You're still seeing, you know, the team look lost on the offensive end. If L Ellis is not, you know, pulling some heroics um, out of his pocket, or if um, another Cardinal or Cardinals are shooting the ball well from the three-point line. It's like a lot of guys that are, you know, just going at defenders one-on-one and just kind of lacking cohesiveness on the offensive end. I'm not a coach, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I know more than Kenny Payne, Danny Manning, or Nolan Smith. Um, I'm just saying that it just still seems like those same frustrations are there. Um, I think that, you know, this team is getting better from a cohesiveness standpoint of chemistry. Um, but, you know, the effort, um, you know, consistency in terms of the effort, uh, defense, things of that nature are still hindering this team. Thus, in turn, the Cardinals only having won four games. But still, that win against Clemson shows that there is talent on this team and that this team, regardless of record, still has potential. So we'll continue to talk, like I said, talk about what we want to see from the rest of the season for the Cardinals uh coming forward uh tomorrow's episodes we'll talk about or today's episodes because this is being posted on tuesday i want to have an episode tuesday evening as well uh talking about the rest of the weekend's action women's basketball getting their 20th win of the season against boston college uh baseball sweeping bucknell this past weekend um 
Donovan Mitchell becoming the first Cardinal ever to start in the All-Star game in the NBA, and the softball team walking off Wisconsin and having a decent weekend down in Atlanta in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So be sure to stay tuned there. A lot of content coming over the next couple days to the next week or so. Check it out as we publish it, but that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very soon.